0: Trigger warning, there is a mention of sexual violence in this episode. Welcome back to Mindfully Audacious. I am Jay Stewart, a neurotic ADHDer and founder of The Audacious Crew, a community for anxiety and self-healing. If the title and trigger warning didn't give you enough of a hint... Today, I am sharing the story of my sexual assault and its effects. I am sharing to spread awareness about intimate partner violence because I had no idea that there was a phrase for this. And my objective is simply for awareness. I don't want pity. I've thought about sharing this for almost every day ever for the last, i say, six months since the memories came back. So please know that I do not take sharing this with you lightly. If my story does resonate with you, I see you. When this initially came back to me, it came back to me about April of 2022, and it occurred, I want to say, around April 2021. When it came back to me, basically about a year later, I mostly just... I didn't really know who to talk to or really even what to tell them. All I knew is that I didn't want to expose myself or make myself look like, I don't know, I just didn't want to receive anybody's pity. And I didn't want people to feel sorry for me or just label me as, you know, brave or courageous or a survivor or even a victim. I don't align with those words. And so initially I leaned on myself and I ended up telling two of my friends and they were supportive, they were very supportive. But as soon as I sent it, and right even before I sent it, I felt guilty for putting it on them, for a lack of better words. I just, I just felt guilty for sharing. Here is a clip from my voice diary from around that time. really sucks like and then I keep thinking of the time at Harrison Hills when I was asleep and he came into the room and I I only knew what happened because I had woken up if I hadn't woken up I don't know if he would have told me because I think he felt very comfortable that night with me being unconscious aka asleep because he knew I wouldn't be able to react or deny him like and that's sick Like, and I don't even know if I can use the word rape. But, like, I I couldn't consent to it. I was asleep. So, like, is that not the definition of a rape? I don't know, man. I just can't believe that really happened. And that I forgot it. If you're new here here being the Audacious Crew on Instagram or this podcast, I talk about my last relationship being toxic and abusive. It's taken me a while to call it that, especially call it abusive, because I didn't understand that abuse can be subtle and insidious, and it doesn't always include physical violence. Mine started with love bombing. Everything I did was amazing. Everything I did inspired him. I had a podcast. He dove into it. He wanted to do a podcast after listening to mine. Every aspect of me was fascinating to him. I got attached. So then we fast forward a few months to me waking up while being raped in his bed. I remember laying there and just trying not to show him that I was awake. I remember pretty much just, I guess, like leaving my body it was as if I was just purely in my head and just trying not to, just trying not to recognize the sensations that were happening in my body. I just remember the panic and the dissociation. I just, I, I laid there like a, like a log. It was really as if I was just completely unconscious. And the thing about it is that he knew I was asleep because I asked him for sleeping pills from the Veterans Affairs Center because I had trouble sleeping. I've always had issues sleeping in beds that weren't mine, either that whole week or the days around this incident. I kept waking up in between 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. According to my voice diary, I don't really know what to assign that to. And so I started to think, was I waking up around this time because this wasn't the first time this happened or why was that? Because when I was sleeping in my own apartment up until that point, I I, I was able to sleep. I mean, obviously like there were some nights where, you know, you kind of just wake up out of your sleep, but I had never been waking up repeatedly multiple nights in a row around the same time. I'd found it odd. And because I don't know, it'll forever just be a question. The saddest part about this is also one of the most eye-opening parts. It's the morning after. I remember I was standing in the kitchen. I think I was like either loading or unloading the dishwasher or something like that. I don't remember how it came up, but we, we ended up talking about it. And I don't remember if it was me who brought it up or if it was him, but I'm going to assume it was me because... If you were the guy who snuck into the room, why the fuck would you be like, hey, do you remember how I raped you last night? I remember him saying his reason for doing it was, and I quote, that it had been too long, which immediately got rid of my, my thoughts. I'm like, wait, was there ever a point where I told him I was open to this? Because like, that's very out of character for me to do that. But in that relationship, I did do many things that were out of character. But I also think that if that were something I told him, that would have been his initial response. If I had given him permission to do it, he wouldn't have said it had been too long. He would have said, well, you told me it was okay, or you told me we could try that. Despite the fact that I did not feel good that next morning, there were feelings going on, emotions going on that I don't even know what they were, besides just a, a feeling of being violated. Despite that fact me in my people pleasing ways, I immediately jumped to, well, I don't want to make him feel bad for doing that. And so I told him that it was okay. And why I did that, I do not know. I just can't believe that someone would come in and violate me, take something from me without consent. And rather than have pity for myself, I had it for him. And as I sit here telling you this story, I can still see the expression on his face. Like he completely felt justified in doing it. But I also believe that my face had a certain expression before I responded because his face shifted before I started to speak. He was confused with the fact that I told him it was okay. Maybe, Maybe it wasn't confusion. Maybe it was surprise. Or maybe it was relief. Maybe he was relieved that I didn't confront him about it. Maybe he was relieved that I didn't have enough confidence in myself or enough love for myself to tell him absolutely not, this is over. Because my threshold for abuse was apparently so high. In that moment, I couldn't stand up for myself. And I'll never know his reason. Not that it matters. Up until, not even up until that moment of me feeling bad for him, but it was this past year. April 2022, the year that just passed, when I realized the reason why I told him it was okay, it's because I didn't want to make him feel bad. I didn't want to make him feel remorseful, even though that is definitely what he deserved to feel, if not more, if not worse. I just can't believe that my inner people pleaser jumped out at a time when I should have been worried about my damn self. I shouldn't have given any fucks about somebody who would take something from me especially while unconscious it's a little backstory my as I said in the prior episode my my relationship history is quite limited so the way that relationship went is that he played on my my inexperience and I ended up thinking okay well I haven't tried many things because I haven't been in many relationships I haven't been in many situations so maybe I need to, you know, just be more open to trying things. And he would regularly tell me that. And so I truly believe that that is also why I told him it was okay. Because I was I was basically led to believe that this is something normal. This is something that I should be doing. Because I don't know. Because I'm in a relationship with someone, I have no clue. And while I had heard of other people doing the the whole like sleep sex thing, what i missed was that each partner gave consent and me saying it was okay does not give retroactive consent me saying it was okay was me being financially dependent on him emotionally dependent on him it just i there were so many dependencies on him that it was that much more difficult for me to put my foot down and say no i'm not taking this and i don't know how but I ended up just believing that it was not that big of a deal. And I I believe that that is what led it to being repressed. Because how do you get raped and then you don't remember it for a year? And so because I didn't remember it, I guess I just kind of accepted it as normal and I went about my life with him. But a few months, a relocation... And one therapist later, I'm getting broken up with because I am the villain. He couldn't commit to even saying that he was breaking up with me. And so through tears, I had to clarify whether he was pointing out areas for us and me to improve on or if he was actually breaking up with me. This man said, I think this is the breakup what a weak-ass bitch. You can't even commit to it. Like, these are my thoughts in that moment. I just said, wow, you have the nerve to come over here and point the finger and tell me I'm a bad person. But you can't even say, you know, because you have respect for yourself, you're going to remove yourself from the situation. You're trying to ease yourself out because a lot of what you're saying is bullshit right now. Because literally a month before that, I had went back to therapy because the shift to Austin was a little more difficult for me because I wasn't working and he was. And so I just felt a little more lonely than I guess I thought I would. And I had asked him, okay, well, since I'm going back to therapy, you know, like, would you be open to trying like couples therapy or like maybe even solo therapy? And immediately I don't need therapy. And I said, oh, And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, I guess I'm just the fucked up one in this relationship. That's the, the perspective you want me to have. You want me to feel like the broken one because it puts you in a position of power. It makes you feel better about yourself. And not even five minutes after him breaking up with me, but not committing to it. This man said to my sobbing, bawling, ugly ass crying face. Well, at least you'll be my most attractive ex. And so the next morning, as I was getting my bad bitch reloaded heartbroken on. He ran out to my car after texting me like, hey, are, are are you headed out? Are you going to get coffee? This man ran out to my car to, quote unquote, give us another chance. As if I was the problem. As if he was extending grace to me. The girl who literally admitted to him, I think I'm toxic. The girl who literally told him, I need to go to therapy. And the the fucked up part about that is that I did think that he was extending grace to me because he had led me to believe. He had manipulated me into believing that I was the reason why the relationship didn't work. What kind of shit is that? How's the girl who openly admits, yeah, I have some toxic behaviors. How's the girl that openly admits, Yeah, these things from childhood, they still affect me to this day, but I'm working on them. How? How is that the girl? How is that the girl that's at fault? And so after this came back to me, I can't even say that that's when my healing process started. Because at the time, I had a very traumatic exit out of Austin. I came back home to Omaha. And... Let's just say what I thought was my support system was not supporting me. Imagine going through all of this trauma in a room of people, but being alone. That's pretty much how I can describe it. And so I didn't really have the luxury of healing because I was being told that I wasn't doing enough. I was being told that the reason why I was getting rejected from jobs is because I was applying to jobs that were too good for me or jobs i wasn't qualified for i was thinking too highly of myself i need to forget about relocating back to texas i need to forget about all of the other plans that i had and i just need to do the things that these people believe that were be- these people believe were best for me and so during that time as lonely as i felt i realized that all i had then and now and forever will be myself So I heavily relied on myself and this voice diary during this time. Truly, the voice diary helped me process so many more things than not talking to a phone ever would. (laughs) So the reason why I share this is because I didn't know that I was a rape victim or I was raped. I had no idea. I truly just believe that it was my boyfriend who I thought loved me that, you know, just wanted to try something new and fun. But what I didn't know, what I didn't realize, what I wasn't taught, was that consent is required, period. If one person doesn't consent, then it becomes a sexual assault. No if, ands, or buts about it. And it doesn't matter if the next day they say, yeah, it, it was okay. Because you can't retroactively tell somebody, yes, you have my permission to do that. What it is, is you go into a survival mode. You start to rational, you start to normalize it. You're just like, well, maybe it really wasn't that bad, or maybe it wasn't that thing that I think it might have been. There's no way that he could have done that to me. Why would he do that to me? He tells me that he loves me. Nobody that loves you will ever, ever violate you in that way. Or anyway. Not in not in any detrimental way. And if they do, someone that loves you will understand that they hurt you and they will be able to acknowledge their transgressions. But if somebody doesn't love you, then they're going to definitely let you take the blame. They're going to let you think that you deserve this or that you're overreacting or that you're being too sensitive or that you're inexperienced. You don't know what people do in quote unquote real relationships. They're going to allow you to believe that because they don't have to be accountable. They don't have to be the bad guy. And I also share this because I want you to know that if this has happened to you, if you walk away, you will be okay. It might be rough for a minute, but you will absolutely be okay. You were good before them and you will be good after them. Better even. Until while I understood that I could always rely on myself, it didn't stop me from blaming myself. Or questioning the validity of my feelings, there are recordings that I heard in my voice diary where I more than once was just like, am I am I right for feeling this way? do i do I have the right to feel this way? Are my feelings actually valid? I was going through that, and then I found myself not really acknowledging my hurt, my pain. I instantly went into like savior mode and I started thinking, I can't believe that this happens to so many women. Because I read a stat that said one in three women will be sexually assaulted. And I couldn't believe it. But I think what it was is I just couldn't believe that I happened to be one of them. Because I never, ever imagined in my life that this would happen to me, let alone by somebody I was in a committed relationship with. Then to think that He felt justified in doing it because he felt it had been too long. He decided to sneak into the bedroom. Like, he knew it wasn't right. Because why would you wait until the cover of night and after I'm unconscious from taking your sleeping pills? He was betting on me being knocked out. I'd believe that. Nothing else makes sense to me. Nothing else will make sense. He knew that there was no chance of him being rejected. If he came in the room while I was asleep, which is fucking sick. And when I tell you, I wish him absolutely nothing but the worst. Like there's no peace and love. There's no love and light. There's no forgiveness. I'm not there. I don't know if I ever will be. He doesn't deserve my forgiveness. And I understand forgiveness is for me. But why the fuck would I want to forgive somebody who violated me? Why? I can move past it. I don't have to forgive him. Forgiveness is not required. So I've spent some time, you know, obviously grieving, especially in a delayed way. And on one hand, I kind of feel grateful that it has been delayed because I think a lot of a lot of the, I guess maybe like surface type of emotions aren't really there. What I now know that I have to deal with is the things that are beneath the surface that I am not aware of. But I can openly admit that. I don't know if I'm there yet because there are so many basic needs that I have to get established first before I can take that path because I understand what it's like going to therapy and unpacking a lot of shit and I've never unpacked something like this and I can only imagine what a toll it's going to take on me especially as an ADHDer I feel emotions intensely deeply they wear me the fuck out And so if I'm going to beat myself up, I need to be in a different place than I currently am. Beat myself up for a great end goal, but still beating myself up nonetheless. I know many people blame themselves for their assaults, but fortunately, that was never my case. I always recognized that he took something from me and it had nothing to do with me. And I think it also was easier for me to recognize that because I was asleep. I couldn't blame myself because I was asleep. But now I'm also kind of questioning just like what life means now. What does this mean for me in the future? It's like, do I call myself a survivor? Do I call myself a victim? I don't like either of those words. And this is no disrespect to anybody that does identify as such, but I just do not. I don't. My name is Jamie or Jay. I am not his victim. I'm not a victim of his behavior. His actions are independent of me and my identity. I won't carry the shame. I won't carry guilt. I won't carry any burden that is not mine. I understand how weak of a person you have to be to violate somebody in this way. And because I understand that, I think that this just hasn't affected me in in any unfortunate or grave way. And this is not me trying to minimize my, my grieving or emotional process, but I just, I have not had those struggles. And so it, it really makes me even sadder to think that there are so many women that this has happened to who do end up taking their lives. Because I can only imagine what that feels like. Because it took a lot for me to come on here today to even say this but at the same time I really felt like I had to like I needed to because I will not be silenced like fuck him and if he ever hears this major fuck you and lastly if you happen to meet someone that decides to share their sexual assault story with you please just try and support them in any way you can Because what my support system didn't know at the time was that this happened to me. It was told to me, to my face, that I apparently hadn't been taught any better. Even though that person apologized. As y'all know, I said apologies don't heal wounds. So just be a little more compassionate. Try to be a little more understanding. Just listen. Just fucking listen. You don't have to say anything. Oftentimes, we just want to be heard. We want to be validated. We want to be told that we are not mentally insane, as our abusers would lead us to believe. And if you can't be that support for that person, don't pretend because it only makes it worse for them. If you can't support the person, then be self-aware enough to know that and recuse yourself before you do further damage. Now I'm also thinking some of you might find it strange that I'm not crying or that what you hear in my voice is maybe anger. I think when it comes to this, I've cried enough. I won't lie, like it has caught it has caught up to me a few times overall because I recognize it for what it is, someone independently acting. There's only so much I can cry over. And am I mad? You you fucking bet. I absolutely am mad. I'm mad that somebody had the nerve to do this to me. And I'm also mad that I have to carry this with me for the rest of my life. I have to constantly carry the, the second guessing of myself, the questioning the validity of my own feelings, questioning my reality and my memories, wondering, did that actually happen? Or am I just making this up? But I won't be ashamed and I won't carry his guilt. And while I am not grateful that this happened to me, I am extremely grateful for the place that I am now where I say, fuck it, you did this to me and I'm going to tell the world. Because me, a few years ago, I would have been too scared. I would have been too worried about the public perception. I would have been too worried about people questioning whether or not I was telling the truth. And I know I said lastly already, but this is for real lastly. (laughs) For my women out there in relationships, especially my people-pleasing or codependent girls, do not ignore those red flags. Don't spend all the time with them and allow them to love bomb you into attachment. Fill your cup up first so that way you aren't waiting for him to pour into you because what he pours in, he will take out. But if this does happen to you or if anything negative happens to you, because of some person that you trusted don't blame yourself their actions are their choices not yours you can't control anybody but yourself we will obviously be skipping the ask jay segment today because now ain't the time and i want y'all to be mindful and be audacious and do not be fucking scared take that how you need to and i will see y'all on the next episode